0: Welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you have had a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Come on in, make yourself comfortable, and let's have a chat about my thoughts on this diversity training that I went to earlier this week. Alrighty, okay, let me just take a quick second to pray so that I can have hopefully um, just like wisdom and clarity of a mind to be able to kind of like accurately convey my thoughts and have it be centralized to the topic. So let me just pray for a second so that I am not all over the place. Thank you, Lord God, for just allowing me to be alive, first and foremost, today, and thank you for um, just giving me the opportunity to be on this podcast today. I ask that you would lead me and guide me, guide me in my speech, Lord God, to be able to say, whatever I say, um, to help it, help it to be something that can be able to age well, Lord God, I recognize that I am a developing individual and I'm going to continue to grow. And so my thoughts may not be well fleshed out, but I want it to be at least like together enough, you know, coherent enough. Um, just kind of like, Put together enough so that it isn't all over the place, that it has a purpose, it has a message, and it's going to do good at the end of the day. That's what I want this this podcast to be today. Um, So just lead me and guide me in my speech that I can say the right things um, and to convey it in the right way so that I would not be misunderstood. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay. I just have to get that out of the way because the last time I I actually attempted to make this podcast um a couple of nights ago but I was just super tired. I did not have the energy to really just put um to put into words what I was feeling and what I was thinking. And I just did not have enough time to reflect on it. And I still, like, I did a little bit of reflecting today. So I kind of have what I want to say. But that's why I had to pray. Because I'm like, I did not really, you know, think every single thing through. So let's just hope that this is going to be something that is good. But... Yeah, This week has been a really hectic week for me. It's the week before my fall semester of college, my second year in college, fall semester 2021, whatever you want to call it. It's the week before that and it's literally Friday. And all week, I have been running, 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 doing a whole bunch of things to prepare for the school year because this school year, I am doing a lot of additional things in addition to school. And this is something new because I haven't done this before in a college setting yet. So this year, in addition to being a student full time, I'm also going to be a peer mentor as well as the vice president of my campus's student government association so there's a whole bunch of prepping that's going into that of like you know brainstorming having meetings to kind of prep for the beginning of the year you know deciding what events we're gonna you know be participating in all this stuff on the sga side then on the student governments i mean not on the student government because that is sga but then on the peer mentoring side i'm trying to figure out how my schedule is gonna go i'm making introduction videos kind of prepping all the things that i need to post for the students on the first day of coming to school and so it's just been a whole week of prep 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 meeting 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 doing 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 a whole bunch of stuff but something interesting happened this week and I learned a lot from it and so I wanted to make sure that I made a podcast about it so that I can kind of like take this time to process through these thoughts and get these thoughts to recording so that I can have them in the future um so earlier this week on Monday as a part of my requirement to be a peer mentor, I had to attend a diversity training. And so it was on Zoom. Um, I believe it's called the MLB Center. I forgot what the acronym stands for, but it's basically like a diversity kind of like organization at FGCU. They were presenting at um my school for this diversity training. And so we talked about inter- Intersectionality, we talked about you know social identities. We talked about how to properly you know just respect everybody and to be you know understanding in spaces and to be just a lot more culturally competent, which was a word um or vocabulary that they presented to us along with a whole bunch of other vocabularies, like um being um a champion of change, which is just like being committed to making your environment you know. Um, just being considerate and well-rounded and respectful and making sure of like just social justice basically is what a champion of change is in so many words and so that was another thing that they talked about which was cultural competence which is being knowledgeable and open to learning more about different cultures and subcultures and things like that so it was a very interesting um presentation and all throughout the presentation i my brain was churning because talking about stuff like this is stuff that i already enjoy thinking about like i'm always like not always, but my mind is constantly in this realm of trying to understand human human behavior, how to coexist, why is there such a dissonance in so many places? How can we get to a middle ground? What is all the sides to these pieces and these moving, um, these moving aspects of life? Like that's stuff that I love to do all the time, and I am on a journey of, um, just growing I'm on a growth journey in general but especially in this area because I recognize that I don't know everything about everything I don't there is in so many areas where I am so ignorant still and there is so many areas where I have to do self-reflection and just working on myself so that I can be able to better serve others and to better respect them and to better you know understand them and so That's something that has been a big priority for me just recently. And I want to continue this, which is just what I've been doing lately is challenging myself to take myself out of my shoes and really try to see things from other people's perspectives. I don't live a lot of other people's perspectives, but I'm trying to take myself out of my shoes and say, okay, I know how I feel. I've acknowledged that. Okay, cool. Now, let's go to the other side. Let's see what's going on over there. What are they dealing with? Why are they behaving in this way? What's driving them to say certain things, driving them to do certain things? Why do they stand for what they stand for? Maybe it's not just a blanket statement of, oh, is this or oh, is that. It's a lot more complex. And that's what I've been challenging myself to just broaden my, my perspective, really trying to channel God's perspective as I always say at the end of all of my podcasts because you know one thing about God he knows all the moving parts he knows everything that's going on he knows their stories and I don't know everybody's story I have to force myself to come out of myself and it's really an act of being humble it's an act of humility to take myself from myself for one second to say what are you doing what are you feeling? What are you going through? No, I don't have to co-sign everything that you do. No, I don't have to agree with everything that you do. But I want to understand because I think a lot of the times that is what helps us to find a middle ground is because a lot of the times we stay in our places in our shoes and we go off of assumptions instead of kind of going around the corner to the other person and looking at their shoes and understanding what's happening in their shoes and I'm like oh okay so it's not what I actually assumed it's actually this Okay, or no, what I assumed was correct. now I can act accordingly if you're catching my drifting, you're catching my drift. If you're not, you're not, but follow me, follow me. so that's something that I've been doing, and that's what we were talking about in the in the presentation, and so i was I was enjoying everything I was eating it up so today I'm gonna to talk about three things that I learned from it um I'm gonna talk about um this this exercise that we did with social identities and kind of like privilege that's what my thought process was really focusing on so we're going to talk about that we're going to be talking about implicit or just bias in general implicit and explicit bias that's something that we're going to talk about because I had a note about that and then the last thing that we'll talk about is how I was challenged and how I had to open up my mind because again like I just said I don't know everything about everything and at one point in the presentation I said something that wasn't necessarily fully well-rounded and I had the opportunity to be challenged and to adapt certain ideas or better flesh out my own ideas so we're going to talk about those three things today without further ado if you're interested come on in let's talk about this okay so We were talking about social identities in the beginning. Social identities are things like ethnicity, your race, your religion, your physical and your emotional or mental capacity or ability to be able to do. You know what I mean? Um, Social identities can also be the language that you speak, whether it's a first language or a second language, so on and so forth. Social identities is your age, your sexual orientation, your gender, your socioeconomic status. These are all social identities, right? all social identities and a key point that i want you to keep in mind because i'm going to talk about this further um down the line but Notice how all of these social identities, you can occupy multiple of these spaces. Because while you're 19, you can also be white or black or Hispanic or Latino, whatever you want to call it, or, you know, Asian, native, whatever it is. You can be 19 while also having a race, while also having an ethnicity, while also having a national origin, while also having um, um, mental or emotional physical inability or ability so on and so forth so you can auto occupy multiple social identities simultaneously at the same time this is what creates who we are right so that's just a key point that i want you to keep in mind as i'm going through this because i'm going to circle back so we did an exercise where they asked us right they asked us think about identities right what are the identities that you think about most often? And I want you to do this with me because I have a point that I want to make. So as I said before, think about social identities that you think about often. And I want you to write down those social identities. Then I want you to think about social, the social identities that you occupy, that you think about least often. Those are the two things that I want you to think about What social identities do you think about the most? What social identities do you think about the least? Again, social identities is ethnicity, race, religion, physical, emotional, mental ability or inabilities. First language, national origin, your age, your sexual orientation, your gender, your social economic status. These are all examples. Think about that. Think about which ones you think about the most. Which ones do you think about the least? I'll give you a couple seconds to kind of go through that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will. I will give you a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. You can pause this. You can take your time, go through this, and then come back. So, I'm about to make a point. Let me preface this by saying that this point that I'm about to make is not fully fleshed out there are many holes in it and that's why I'm going to say it can be but not death definitively is what I'm about to say okay so this exercise later on after we did it we did it and then we moved on like we shared what we what we wrote down and then we moved on but later on I circled back to this while I was in the in the presentation and I was like hold on a second I think that this exercise that we just did could be a really great indicator to find out and identify where a person holds privilege, right? Th- I say that it can be an indicator to show where a person holds privilege. And when I say where and what social identities do they hold privilege, not just the blanket statement of this person is privileged without specifying where they're holding privilege. Right. And I'm saying that this exercise can really help to kind of like pinpoint or zone in on like, hmm. Maybe I hold privilege in this place or maybe I don't hold much privilege in this place. So let's kind of go through this and dive in. So for the social identities that I think about the most, I think about my race, my ethnicity, and my religion the most, okay? And then for my social identities that I think about the least, I think about my gender the least, my age the least, my sexual orientation the least, my physical, emotional, mental inabilities or abilities the least. Those are things that I think about the least. So according to my little thought process, right, I'm thinking that the social identities that you think about the most are likely to be social identities that you hold little privilege in or less privilege in comparison to the ones that you think about the least right so the social identities that you're thinking about the most that first section that you filled out I'm thinking that nine times out of ten what you wrote in that area those are probably places or social identities where you hold more privilege. Now, in the sections where you think about these social identities the least, right, in your second section, whatever you wrote down, I'm thinking that it has the potential to be social identities or places in your life where you hold more privilege. Okay, hear me out. Let's dive into this. So for me, My social identities that I think about the most, as I said before, is my race, my ethnicity, and my religion. Fun fact, I am a black young woman, right? Not only am I a black young woman, but I'm also an African American and Haitian young woman. Those are my ethnicities. My race is black. And then on top of that, I am also a Christian young woman. So in these places, in certain aspects... I feel as though I hold less privilege in these areas than than in the other areas of my social identities, okay? So as a as a black woman, as a person that is Haitian or African American, on a general scale, I'm not holding much privilege. In that area, especially in society, I'm not holding much privilege based on these social identities, right? Because it's a continuum, it's a spectrum, right? Also in my religion, in my religion... I'm gonna say that in on a general blanket statement as far as being religious and being a Christian, I don't hold much privilege in that situation. I'm not gonna say that I don't hold any at all because I'm gonna make a point later. I definitely do hold some privilege in this area and I wanna acknowledge that. But on a general level, when I think about it, a lot of people are not really big fans of Christians and for some valid reasons and for some invalid reasons. For valid reasons, I can see why some people wouldn't like Christians because some Christians are very hypocritical, or they have a savior complex or a superiority complex, and it tends to come off as very judgmental and two faced and very much trying to condemn someone rather than genuinely genuinely acting acting out of love. So I can see why some people wouldn't like a Christian. You know what I mean, but that doesn't go for the whole the whole religion, but because I'm a part of that religion and certain people in the religion act like that and certain people don't like that, I kind of catch the brunt of that sometimes or just the fact that my My views of the world, the way that I behave, the way that I act, my values, my morals don't always necessarily coincide or fit into what other people may believe or their values and what they think and believe to be right. And so in that sense, sometimes I don't hold as much privilege depending on what space I am, depending on who I am around. Also, privilege can be relative. And so with that, I don't hold much privilege in that situation just on a general route. Because sometimes people just really don't be liking like religious people. They're like, oh my gosh, y'all are cheesy. Like, get out of here. In that place, I don't hold privilege. Being black on a general scale, in comparison, I'm not holding much privilege. I'm not going to say that I hold no privilege. But I'm going to say that I'm not holding much in comparison to my other social identities. So let's move on to places where I feel that I hold a good amount of privilege. And the reason why I say this is because I'm thinking about it the least. And if I'm thinking about it the least, nine times out of 10, I'm not being challenged with it or I'm not at a place where I am deficient in something or that I don't have access, whatever it may be. Those are places where I feel like I'm privileged because in my definition, privilege can have many definitions. But when I'm thinking about In terms of how it applies to people, I think that a lot of the times privilege can be defined as something as little as having representation and an overwhelming amount of representation where when you go into a place you're not thinking about how you're not accommodated because it's default you're privileged in that area if you don't have to think about wow will there be an accommodation for me wow will i be able to fit in wow will i be represented in this place you know what i mean That's a place where I feel like privilege is very prevalent. Or sometimes I feel like privilege can also be defined as if you have an area where you're less challenged in this situation or face less adversity, right? Or you are facing less pushback, whatever it may be. I think that those are areas where you can probably hold privilege in if you're not being faced with as much backlash or as much challenge or as as much adversity it doesn't mean that you have no backlash no adversity no challenges in life it just says that is less if i'm holding privilege in this area so for me the places where i hold privilege in is in my gender is in my age is in my sexual orientation and it is in my physical mental emotional ability i don't have a disability whether it's physically or mentally or um, emotional disability you know what I mean so when I'm going to school I'm not thinking about oh my gosh is this class going to be hard will I have accommodations for my learning disability right whereas somebody who does have a learning disability that's something that they would be thinking about a lot more because they are not privileged in that area privileged enough to be represented or accommodated or privileged enough to not be challenged at the highest degree in this area right like Someone in our presentation, she shared with us about how she was recently diagnosed with autism. That is something or she just has a learning disability in general and she was talking about how that was a challenge for her going to school especially in the school system that we're set in because it's not really designed specifically for her so she kind of feels as though she is not heavily represented and it's always a challenge because it has to take extra steps to make accommodations for her it's not to say that there are no accommodations not to say that there is no representation representation but in comparison to people who are able-bodied or who have no mental or emotional inabilities she is not very privileged in that area therefore she's thinking about that all the time are you guys catching my drift okay for me my age I am young in comparison to someone who is old obviously this is going to be very broad and it has multiple layers to it I think that the depending on how you look at it it can be seen as a place where you don't hold privilege or places the ha- place where you do hold privilege but from my point of view I'm not thinking about my age at all r- really at all like sometimes I forget that I'm 19 I have to think about it whereas maybe someone who is a lot older in the Depending on the society that they live in and the community that they live in, that may be some a place where they hold less privilege because they're older. Maybe they're expected to act a certain way. Maybe they have they have stigmas placed on them that, oh, because they're old, they're this or they're that, they're grumpy or they're this or that. So in that situation, maybe they are less privileged in that situation. I am not, I don't have to think about my age every day. That's not something that I go outside. I'm like, whoa, like, am I going to be persecuted because I am 19 years old? No, I'm not going to hear that. Some people may have that experience. So I don't want to make this a general statement of, oh, if you're young, you face no hardships. Because again, privilege isn't about you having to be void of any hardship or being void of any challenges or any adversity it just means less of it in relation to something else you know what i mean and so with that that's something that i'm not thinking about gender or sexual orientation i'm not thinking about oh you know i I'm I'm not thinking about it you know what I mean where some people and I'm recognizing this if they are they identify as something else or they are you know in a different they identify as a different sexual orientation whatever it may be they may face backlash for that whereas I don't have to think about that again prime example somebody in our presentation was talking about how because he is of the LGBTQ community he's always on guard of like you know what what is the what is the reaction going to be? Am I going to be disrespected? You know what I mean That's not something that I'm thinking about all the time. I hold a little bit more privilege in this area and so with that. I want to acknowledge the holes in this situation. The first hole in this situation is that this is not a concrete indicator of where you hold privilege or not. It just can help you to identify places where you hold privilege. If you think about it and you're like, whoa, like... Hmm, I'm not really thinking about this a lot like a lot of people are more challenged in this area than I am maybe I hold privilege because I have more access to this or I am more represented in this area therefore I have the opportunity to do xyz a little bit more accessibly whatever it may be you know what I mean so this is not a This is not a definitive thing of like, yeah, if you put whatever you put in your first section, you are less privileged and that's just the bottom line. And whatever you put in your second section, you are more privileged and that's the bottom line. That's not what I'm saying. Just can be an indicator because let me point out a hole in this story. In my first section, I put religion, right? (laughs) I said that I was less privileged, but then on the flip side depending on how you look at it depending on what country you're in depending on the location that you're at depending on your community this can change of how your privilege is viewed so if i flip it on the other side right on one sense in a world view in a general view maybe being a Christian is not the most desirable thing to many people. And so for that, I hold less privilege because people are not checking for Christians. They're like, I don't have time for y'all religious people get out of my face. And that point I may be persecuted because I say Jesus Christ is King. Like that just may be the thing, you know what I mean? On a general sense. But then on the other hand, I feel that especially in America, okay, geography is coming into play in america i feel like i am very privileged to be christian in america because in america first of all it's a free country where you can practice freedom of religion but that does not mean just because it's a free country that uh, that means that you know you won't face any criticism for doing certain things because we see this so in Christ- in america christianity is widely accepted For the most part, like, you can be a Christian and nobody's looking at you except for, like, on a social level. But I feel like... I have, I'm heavily represented. When I go to Hobby Lobby, when I go to Bell's Outlet, when I go to Ross, when I go to Marshall's, I can go in, I can pick up a cute notebook and it'll have a cute scripture on it. I see Jesus Christ everywhere I go on a cross, here, there, everywhere, I'm heavily represented. I feel free to be able to practice my religion. There is no threat of persecution other than people in their personal opinions. But as far as a governmental or a hierarchy has, the societal standard, I'm free to do that. Whereas other people may not be as free to do that in other places in the world or just within America, especially let's think about a couple of years ago when 9-11 happened. Understandably, you can see why people are scared because a terrorist attack happened on our homeland. But at the same time, that was a horrible time for people to be Muslim in America or in a hijabi in America. They're looking at you, they're thinking automatically you're a terrorist. You're getting persecuted right there on the spot. You're look you're looked at crazy when you're in the and when you're in the um airport. So in that sense, I hold more privilege because I'm not facing that every single day. You know what I mean? Like nobody's really coming for me every single day. You know what I mean? So that's just an area where. In one instance, I hold no or little privilege. And then on the other instance, depending on the situation and who it's up against, I'm holding more privilege. So I want you to keep that in mind that privilege is very fluid depending on where it goes. And then the last point that I wanted to bring out about privilege, right, is that one thing that I wanted to say about privilege is that it's more than just being If you're privileged, you have no hardship, no challenges, no struggles you're just privileged and your life is easy. Or if you hold less privilege, your heart, your life is hard. You're struggling out here every single day. Like there's just no opportunities. There's no access. There's no, 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 no. It's not black and white. And so let me read from my notes because I don't want to get ahead of myself. But this is the point that I wanted to make about this section. Intersectionality and social identities really highlights a good point about having privilege privilege isn't black and white like I just said figuratively like I just said and then literally it's like it's not black and white of like black people have no privilege white people have all privilege and that means that they just never struggle and black people who hold less privilege that means that they struggle every single day like it's not that black black and white where it's just opposite sides of the spectrum it's a lot more nuanced to that there's a whole much whole bunch of other different factors that play into how someone is perceived in their privilege right because as we're seeing before Going back to our social identities, in one area, one of my social identities, I can be privileged. And then in my other social identities, I could not be privileged. So I can't be a fully privileged person or fully unprivileged person. You know what I mean? It should be... When we're talking about privilege, it should be in relation to the situation that we're holding privilege or it should be in relation to the social identity that we're holding privilege. And I think that that's where a lot of us get confused is because when we're trying to identify or address someone's privilege, we tend to make it a whole all-encompassing title of someone when really what we're trying to say is hey you hold privilege in this area hey you hold privilege in this social identity and we get really confused with that and we make it so generalized and that's why it's hard to accept as anybody I think that where a lot of us get confused with privilege is that we tend to make it a blanket statement as I just said I'm reading from my notes so I'm probably going to be reiterating but we tend to make it a blanket statement of because you hold privileges you have no hardships and I think that this is why it's hard for anyone to accept the fact that they hold privilege. Because in society's definition, if you admit to the fact that you hold privilege, it feels like you have to deny, you have to deny having also holding less privilege in other areas of your life and other social identities in your life. It feels like in society, in order to say, hey, I hold privilege in my socioeconomic status as a black individual. I feel like as in society standard. If I have to say that I hold privilege in my socioeconomic status. It feels like I have to deny the fact that I'm also holding less privilege as being a black American. You know what I mean? And so with that, that's where it gets confused. Because then we tend to not accurately address the fact that, hey, you know what I mean? Let me just follow my notes. Again. It feels like by society's definition, it's very hard for us to accept, um, accept privilege because it feels like you have to deny having had hardships or having had struggles or having been challenged or having difficulties or less access to something. It feels like if you say, oh, I hold privilege, it feels like you have to say, now that I say that I hold privilege, my life is easy. And I've never had to go in through anything in my life. That's what it feels like in our society when we throw around privilege. But it's really not that. It's just to identify a place where you are more fortunate in a situation where you are not faced with the same obstacles as someone else in this same exact situation, in the same exact social identity or parallel social identity, Right? Right, like, is this making sense for y'all? Because I feel like it's making sense for me. You know what I mean. And so I think that with this, right, with this, with this understanding that, so that acknowledging privilege doesn't have to be that of it being all encompassing, right? I think that when we are addressing people and their privilege. We should be sure to be clear in our communication of addressing the area of privilege appropriately, right? So if we're addressing someone, we're saying, hey, check your privilege. You hold privilege in this situation. I understand that maybe you don't have to think about these same things. But me and my social identity, where I am now, these are things that I have to think about. Please give me the opportunity to kind of share with you what's going on. But in me sharing my lived experience I also should be respectful enough to say, hey, I'm only checking this social identity that you hold privilege in or in this area that you hold privilege in I'm not trying to denigrate the fact that you have have challenges on your own I'm not trying to say that your life is smooth selling and easy all I'm trying to say is in this situation in this moment in this social identity if we're going about relativity right this is where you're holding a little bit more privilege and this is where I'm holding less privilege and if I say this that I hold less privilege in this social identity that doesn't mean that I still cannot hold privilege in others you know what I mean so let's talk about prime examples a lot of the time it's hard for people who are non-black to or just not anything but since I'm black I'm gonna come from this example and then I'll do other examples Sometimes it's really hard for people who are marginalized in one group to acknowledge that they have privilege in another area in their lives because they're so focused on how they are challenged in this one marginalized area. You know what I mean? Let's just say white women in general. Sometimes it's hard for white women to acknowledge that while they are less privileged because they are a woman right in that social identity they hold less privilege but in their other social identity of race especially within America you hold more privilege in this situation so there are certain things that you're not faced with at the degree of others but that doesn't take away from the fact that you still struggle with being a woman or you still face hardships with being a woman in comparison to a man that doesn't take away from your identity you have to acknowledge both equally you You are privileged with being white. But you are not privileged as much in comparison to a man. Because you are a woman. If we're talking about societal standards. So on and so forth. It's the same thing with black individuals. It feels like. And I think this kind of contributes to people's ideologies and why they support what they support and kind of like their policies and what they follow. Because I think on one opposite end of the spectrum, and these are super opposite ends of the spectrum, and then there's like a general middle. But on one opposite end of the spectrum, it feels as though all we hear black people are saying is, I am oppressed and that's true in certain areas you are oppressed or I am less privileged that's true in certain areas and I think that we're maybe not as clear in our communication because sometimes that can feel as though we're saying that our lives is horrible every single day and we hold no privilege in any other areas, right? Or we have the other spectrum of some other pe- black people's point of views where it's like, no, they're focusing on the privilege that they do hold. So they're like, no, I'm not struggling because I grew up in a middle class house, uh, middle class status or whatever like that. Or no, I'm not struggling because every day I'm not being faced with that. But just because every day you're not faced with that doesn't mean that other people who also occupy the same social identity are not faced with that if that makes any sense so let's kind of talk about that double standard it's very hard for sometimes black men to acknowledge that they have privilege they hold privilege as a man but then they also hold less privilege being black it's hard for black people in general to be able to like acknowledge that yeah while being black or african-american i'm holding less privilege i'm also still privileged because Let me talk about myself. Let me talk about my privileges and where I hold less privilege. My socioeconomic status, I am relatively middle class. Like, I want to say lower to middle middle class. So... Certain hardships that other Black people deal with is not my story that I deal with every day. I have never had to worry about, oh, my phone is going to get turned off or, oh, is the water going to be going on or, oh, will I eat today? Like, I hear certain stories from other Black people when they're sharing their lived experiences. That's something that I don't identify with. But then I can identify with the whole idea of not being heavily represented as a Black person in our society. I can relate to that. I can relate to terms. Turning on the TV is getting better now, but I can relate to turning on the TV and feeling like there's nobody that's representing me in the in the way that I want to be represented in. I can relate to the feelings of hearing people saying, oh my gosh, I literally hate dark-skinned people. I hold less privilege in that area because literally my skin color. And people are like, I literally hate you. It's not to take away the, from the fact that other people who are not dark-skinned don't face any challenges. It's just to say that in this instance, I do. And so with that, I have to acknowledge my privilege of like, I don't struggle with the same things that everybody else struggles with. So let me understand them from their point of view. You know what I mean I hope that I haven't ran around in too many circles I know that I definitely did run in some circles but I hope that you guys are understanding what I'm saying about this whole idea of privilege and the fact that is first of all it can be relative depending on the situation and I think that we need to reshape the way that we define privilege so that when we are having conversations it doesn't invalidate someone Or Take away from their experience, but it also does hold them accountable and hold them aware of the fact that you are holding privilege in this situation. I am holding privilege in this situation. So I need to take myself out of my shoes for two seconds so that I can hear what somebody else is going through, even though I may be black, you know what I mean? Or even though I may be a woman, we all have different experiences at the end of the day. And so This is another point that I want to make. This whole entire topic is so like, it's so gray because there's this, it's this point of like, when you have a shared social identity, you tend to have a lot of things in common, like black people tend to have a lot of things in common, but at the same time, we are all individuals. We're all black individuals. So the way that we think our outviews, our values, the way that we think about certain things are not necessarily going to be the same thing as some another black person because we're not a monolith. And so it's always that constant grapple between we're a community and we're so much alike, but then we're also so much different. So it's like, like I have a, I have my own lived experience, which is what the MLB um, program talked about a lot, lived experiences. I have my own lived experiences, but if I meet another black person, they may have a totally different lived experience as me. We don't always have to have the same exact thought processes. We're not going to have the same exact privilege or not. Not all black people are privileged in the same area and not all black people are less privileged in the same area. It can look different for different people and that goes for everybody else. So understanding, right, is what I'm trying to get at. So if somebody ever checks you on your privilege or they tries to make you aware because again I don't even like the word check right because check feels very combative and that's not what we're trying to get at at the end of the day we're trying to get to understanding so if anybody ever makes you aware of your privilege or if you're ever faced with the opportunity to be aware of your privilege because this is what happens when somebody is sharing where they are less privileged in an area and they say well, you're privileged in this area, it comes off as you don't struggle at all because I'm talking about my struggle and because you're privileged in this area, it f- it feels as though because we're making that comparison, you're not struggling at all. And that's really not that should be the thought process when we're understanding this. So I can understand if the person that says this may have very well intended to say, you have no struggles because this, that, or the third. I hear it all the time and I have to, I have to open up my my eyes to be like, okay, I'm hearing their pain. It doesn't mean that you can't correct them and be like, hey, listen, okay, I'm understanding that you're sharing your lived experience about how you're less privileged in this area. And I understand that I hold privilege in this area. I totally agree with you. And I don't know what you go through every day. I don't have to think about certain things that you have to think about all the time. That's not something that's at the top of my social identity thinking list. I don't have to do that because I'm more privileged in in that area. I understand that. Right? Taking that time to acknowledge, I am privileged, I I don't have to think about this, but then also internally or verbally recognizing that, hey, listen, but I also want you to recognize, you know, that that doesn't mean that just because I'm more privileged in this area, that I don't struggle in other social identities. I still face challenges that I have to think about other things as well. Sometimes that conversation does not need to happen in the same conversation where somebody is sharing their their lived experience because then it becomes oppression elements of like who struggled the most sometimes it just takes you to just make that mental note in yourself to validate yourself i get what they're saying i'm privileged but i also got my own struggles and i'm validated in that as well but i also am going to acknowledge where i am holding um opportunity privilege access whatever it may be i hope that that was a great idea (laughs) know if I conveyed it to the way I was gonna talk about three other things that's not gonna happen you're gonna have to come back for part two and then probably part three because I wasn't expecting to talk so long about this but I'm glad that I had the opportunity to kind of flesh it out I still don't think that I conveyed it to the fullest of conveying but I think that I have an idea and I think that this is going to really help me when I go into situations when I have to listen to people because let me tell you something it is so difficult for me sometimes to be an ally because sometimes all I'm doing is focusing on myself and where I'm holding less privilege or where I am being challenged. And it really takes humility to step aside from yourself and just to simply hear where somebody else is being pained. Let me tell you a true story of where it was super hard for me to recognize my privilege and where I had to challenge myself to see from another perspective. And this is what gives me empathy for people who are on the other side of the spectrum when they are being addressed or you know um addressed with their privilege so back at the beginning of last year you know when the height of the black lives matter movement kind of took a a a high again right it rose again um my friend Manny, who's Mexican and white, he was sharing with me his frustration of how it feels like when he hears Black Lives Matter, it feels as though someone is saying, like, nobody else matter, nobody's lives matter, but Black Lives Matter. Let me also say this. Some Black people, when they say that, they mean that with their whole chest none of y'all lives matter except for a black life but let me tell you from my black mouth that when I say black lives matter I mean black lives matter in addition to all the other lives but at this point I am acknowledging how black lives are being challenged and I want to bring awareness to the fact that black lives are being challenged when I'm saying it I'm not trying to take away or denigrate the fact that other great other lives matter because I wholeheartedly believe that every other life matters I honestly believe that that with my heart. And so that's another tip that I want to bring to you. When you are faced with that, check yourself to know whether or not are they saying this or are they saying that, hmm, I'm just trying to bring light to an area that needs to bring light to or are they really wholeheartedly being ignorant in this situation. Anyways, he was sharing how that made him feel, and then he was talking about how It always seems like when black issues are going on, especially in America, it seems like black issues when we're happening is always highlighted. It's always national. It's always like headlines and you never really hear about other minority lives or even white people's whatever situations that they're going through at the magnitude that you may hear black lives or black issues. And I had to check privilege in that moment to be like, wow, in America, it does feel like our issues are, it tends to be black and white is literally always for me on a grand scheme national scale it tends to be black and white I never really hear on a national scale what's going on in the Asian community into just recently when they were talking about stop Asian hate I mean Asian hate or I never really be hearing on a national broad level what's going on in Latino communities or in you know native american indigenous communities so on and so forth i never hear it to that magnitude and i had to check my privilege because i'm like i am privileged enough to be able to protest for my rights as a black individual a black american i am privileged enough to be able to make my voice be heard and it be heard nationally whether or not people are going to take you know heed to it or not you know that's the thing but it's being heard because we see people certain people trying to counteract it with hate or we see other people counter or joining the cause and joining as an ally and so with that I had to check my privilege but in that moment it was so hard for me because I'm like why are you talking about this right now we're literally fighting for the for the fact that we're not holding privilege but I had to now looking at it while being black I can hold privilege in one instance and not hold privilege in another instance. In in this case of police brutality that happens very regularly with POC, that's a place where we're not holding privilege. And I can't say that for specifically me, but who knows? I could be a statistic any day. We don't know. And another point that I want to make, but let me finish this. So yeah, in this point, I'm not holding privilege. We got to fight this injustice that's happening on certain fronts, but on another front, The fact that I get to fight this injustice at such a high degree, at such a loud degree, and to have some type of change to be insurrected, that's a privilege that can be held that other privileges don't have. And this is something that he brought to my attention when I asked him, because I said, why don't you guys do your own, you know, como City say, um... Protesting your movements, like start a movement. I would be happy to join the movement. He said a lot of times, Hispanic people or Latinos are scared because a lot of Latinos, not all Latinos get it straight, but some Latinos within America are undocumented. So if they're going to pr- protest and go to the Capitol or go and do what they need to do and speak up, they're in fear of being deported back to wherever they immigrated from and I had to realize that's another privilege that me as being a black American I have because I'm black but I'm also American legally so that that causes me the whole privilege where I if I go out and protest I'm not scared of me being taken from my home country you know what I mean but other people are and so while I'm still less privileged in the black area so to speak I'm also privileged in being America. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Are you guys getting it? This is okay, I'm not gonna flip my own boat. I'm not gonna flip my own boat because this is just this is just me thinking. You know what I mean? I've been blessed to be able to do this right here. Um, so yeah, another thing that I just wanted to say is we have to stop with the one narrative thing. I see all sides doing this so much and it aggravates me because then it takes away from the true message that somebody is trying to convey. And this is something that I'll talk about later in another podcast. But this is what I've really been challenged with is that. It shouldn't be a all this or all that. It shouldn't be a all cop are bad, all white people are bad, all black people are ignorant, all black people are angry. It shouldn't be this all, all, all. But all I hear is all, all, all. And that is what causes a lot of the of the dissonance between because we're hearing it and all feels like it's like counter. You know what I mean? It feels like it's polarizing and opposite. And so with that, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. We talked about privilege. We couldn't even get to the other topics today. We talked about privilege. We talked about social identities and intersectionality. The big key about intersectionality and social identities is the fact that you can hold privilege in one social identity and not hold one in the other. You can hold privilege in one social identity, but in that same social identity, depending on the group, the location, the geography, the community, you can hold a different level of privilege in that same social identity. I hope that I've I've done a great job at trying to make everybody validated and trying to make sure that I'm being respectful of all sides I hope that I have done a great job at trying to acknowledge where I am privileged or where I am ignorant too where I don't know everything so if you have something to add on to make this something better do what you will with this information this is just to get your mind flowing with how we should be communicating with others and how should we should be receiving other people's signals okay that's all i want to say to y'all as always my friends peace positivity productivity prosperity and a god said perspective to you and everyone you know and until next time bye